let's, uh, I don't have them long with you, so let's, uh, let's stand up a little bit. Y'all been sitting down a while. Let's stand up and make our faith confession. I don't want to get out of that. Say it out loud with me. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Whom the Lord has redeemed from the hands of the enemy. And one another said, that's you and I. Let's make our church confession. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. And the church say, Amen. You may be seated. Again, uh, well, we're not on Facebook, but you know we may be having new listeners or Again, I always say that the word Catholic is not, it doesn't mean the Roman Catholicism. It just simply means universal. So we are part of what? A universal body of Christ. Amen? So you have your Bibles. Won't you go with me? We'll continue our lesson as we've been dealing with the subject on uh, living righteous living or living righteous is what we've been talking about. And our subject that we've been sharing with you is on the righteousness of God by faith. Amen. In other words, we have God's righteousness, but it is how? By the faith of Christ. That's how we're able to do anything, by the righteousness, the righteousness of God, but it is by or through the faith of Christ. Amen. And so I want you to go with me to the book of Romans, chapter 4. We got down here in the book of Romans. The argument has been that Paul was making a conclusion of the argument that be about circumcision. And so here we've been trying to make a, uh, uh, a stand in sharing with you that the circumcision that Paul was speaking of for the body of Christ today versus the seal of circumcision that Abraham had uh, under, the co- under the covenant of circumcision, it, was, it wasn't that he was righteous far through the circumcision. The seal was a proof, was an outward sign that he was righteous. You understand what I'm saying? The righteousness of God, Abraham became righteous some 13 years prior to when God called him to make a seal of the circumcision. That's when Ishmael was 13 years old. So it was 13 years before 
God spoke to him that Abraham was already righteous. And so Abraham righteousness did not come through circumcision, but Abraham righteousness came because he believed God. And the Bible said it was counted to him because he believed. Okay. And it's the same thing about you and I. Our righteousness is there because what we believe God that he sent a savior and so, therefore, my right standing is through Christ, okay? So, let me show you a couple of verses of Scripture that uh, go back to uh, Romans 3.23, I mean 3.22. And look at that verse of Scripture right here. It says, even the righteousness of God, which is by what? Which is, come on, talk to me, class. Which is what? Faith. By what? Faith. By faith of who? Christ. Of Jesus Christ. Can you see that? And unto all of them that what? Believe for there is no difference. So in that day, Paul was making the conclusion. There's no difference between Jew or Gentile. Okay? There's no difference between black or white, Hispanic or whatever. No. All. Notice at verse 23. Because what? Because all, for all have sinned and come short of God's glory. And that short of God's glory in the Greek means all have come short of the perfection or the manifested perfection of God's glory. So all human were defected. Okay? Look at verse 24. Being justified freely. See that? Being justified how? Freely how? By His grace. Right? And notice this. How? Through what? The redemption that is where? In Christ Jesus. So you and I are free. You and I are liberated because of what Christ did for us. So we see that our justification being justified freely. God didn't put a stipulation. God didn't put, do anything to say, okay, you are justified because if you do this. You're justified because you do that. No. No. Your justification, meaning you and I, had nothing to do with it. Our justification came by God's own willingness for us. What we could not do for ourselves. So being justified freely by his grace, how? Through what? The redemption. So that means spirit, soul, and body, you and I have been redeemed. Past, present, and future tense sin has all been forgiven. Now that's a new wrinkle in your brain because a lot of church people can't accept that. All of your sins are forgiven. And notice that all of our sins are future tense anyway because Jesus... Uh, Became the atonement for our sins some 2,000 years ago. So all of our sins are already future tense. Right? So now let's move forward and look over here to uh, Galatians chapter 2 and look at verse 11. Paul was so, he had to become so dramatic. Before you go to chapter 2, case, look at chapter 1. And look at verse 6 and 7 of Galatians. He was so dramatic about, uh, radical on his stand about 
how righteousness come about, how your justification came about, what this grace represents. It is God's grace plus nothing equals. You understand what I'm saying? It's not, it's not God's grace plus you equals your salvation. No. It's all God or it's not grace. Let me say that to you again. It's all God or it's nothing. It's not God plus you equals salvation. That means that's a debt. That means that's a work. That means that's something old. And God is not going to be in debt to you and I. So everything that you and I have through Jesus Christ, it, it, it became because God freely did what he did without anything. I mean, everything God did is almost like on a maybe. I'm going to do all this. Maybe they will serve me. Maybe they will get a light that I love them. Maybe they will understand that they're forgiven. Everything God did was based on a maybe. How many of us would do that? We're going to put some stipulation out there, right? Is that right? <laughs> Notice this. Paul said, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into grace of Christ unto another gospel. Because that's what they want. They wanted, they wanted to, they, okay, yes, you believe in Jesus Christ, but Brother Joe, you got to be baptized this way. So we may not say circumcision today, but what would people use in our terminology today? How would you baptize? You know, or they will say, you know, uh, you know, without holiness, nobody can see the Lord. Y'all remember that verse of scripture in Hebrews? And without holiness, no one can see, the, can, see, can see God. So they base their holiness, they base all of their baptism method based on how you look, J.W., your appearance. You see, you can't come in here with that, with that hoodie on like that. You're not, you're not right, but, uh, J.W. He's not holy based on tradition. Can y'all see that? Yeah, all you ladies got their little makeup on, and uh, I see Sister uh, Pam, Pam, Pat got got her hair in that little, in, in that little, you know, you know, whatever that is she got going on up there. I ain't holy that boy, I'm telling you, that's unrighteous, right? That's in the eyes of religion, tradition of men. That's how people base their holiness, base their right standing with God. Everything was an outward action. Hmm? And they miss that God was talking about the heart. And that's what Paul was saying. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into this grace of Christ unto another gospel. How would you gonna let someone talk you say, all right, yep, I know you went over that to the church and you, you know, you, you, you know, you got saved, but I did the baptize. How would you baptize? Well, I, I wasn't back. Well, you ain't saved yet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> huh? I mean, just in bust your bub, just took all your little next verse, Casey. He said, which is not another, but if there be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. Next verse. 
But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Boy, that's powerful. Paul is saying, if somebody preach another gospel other than the one that we preach to you, I don't give it to an angel from heaven. Let him be accursed. He got a revelation from Jesus Christ. You can't perform enough to be right standing with God. You, 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 you can't do it. Amen? All right. Next verse. He said, as we said before, so I say now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, then that you have received, let him be a curse. Don't let no one put you in a position of thinking you got to do this. You got to be this. No. No. You have been liberated. Uh, notice this. Uh, same chapter, I mean, same book, Galatians chapter 5, and look at verse uh, 4. He said, Christ is become, uh, uh, go back to verse 3. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised, that he is adepter to do what? The whole law. So your circumcision and my circumcision is not based on that was something profit between them, between Abraham and God and those who are with him. Your circumcision now is a cutting away of the flesh of your heart. In other words, the circumcision got to take place. You got to be born again. I got to be born again. Unless you're born again, then guess what? You have no place in Christ. Is that right? That's what this is saying. Watch this. Uh, next verse. Christ is become of no effect unto you whosoever of you are justified by the law. You are fallen from what? I can't tell you how many times I hear people talking about, well, you've fallen from grace because you drink. You've fallen from grace because you did this. You've fallen from grace because you were smoking. You've fallen from grace because you were uh, uh, you was in the bed with somebody else's wife that you, you shouldn't been. Now, all those things you shouldn't. You understand what I'm saying? But that doesn't mean <laughs> you got to say that now, you know. <laughs> but, you know, that, don't, that's not, that doesn't qualify you from falling from grace. See, everything based on your outward performance, they say you've fallen from grace. No. Falling from grace is trying to put yourself back and trying to walk in the law. Watch this. Galatians, I mean, not Galatians. We'll come right back to this. Romans chapter 3 and look at verse 27. The Jews was asking Paul, then, uh, Casey, I'm sorry. Go, go to verse 19. And then we'll go back to this. Verse 19 and 20. It said, now we know that whatever, what things soever the law said, it says to them that are where? Under the law, that every mouth may be stopped 
and all the world become what? Guilty before God. So that means whoever trying to keep the law, you are guilty before God because you can't do it. Watch this. Look at it. The next verse, prove it out. Verse 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no what? Flesh be what? Justified in his sight. So why try to keep something that I can't be justified, I can't be free of, free from? He said, for by the law is what? The knowledge of sin. In other words, in 1 Corinthians 15, 56, it said, notice it, the sin strengthened the law. Or the law strengthens sin. Because if I tell you, Bobby, outside there, there's a big pink elephant, but don't look. What you think that law inside you? So what you mean don't look? Curiosity. Curiosity, everything, but you, you know, if I turn away, you're going to do what? Is that right? Well, you see, no. Can you understand that? Notice it. He said, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. So in other words, what the, the, the law bring you to a place where you going, it's going to strengthen your enemy. Your enemy is sin. Your enemy is not the person sitting next to you. Right? Not your mother-in-law. <laughs> Are you understand what I'm saying? No. The law, your enemy is sin. That's what happened. The law, notice this. Notice what it said. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. So anytime you're trying to do something by the law, then guess what? Your weakness is going to just show up all over itself in its finest. Okay? Now, go back over here to Romans chapter 3 and look at verse 27. A couple more minutes. Where is boasting then? It is what? Excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay, but how? By the law of what? Faith. And that's what you and I live by. We didn't do away with the law. What did we do away with? The works of the law. But we, Paul said, we established the law Next verse, Casey. Therefore, we conclude that a man is not what? Justified how? I mean, that a man is justified by what? Faith without what? The deeds of the law. Why? Because Christ is the fulfillment of the law. He fulfilled it for you and I. That's why you and I are free and you are not. The only way that you could be fallen from grace, this is the point I'm trying to show you. The only reason you could be fallen from grace is trying to go back and live under the law. Now you have fallen from grace. But because a man do something idiotic, a woman, that doesn't make you, that doesn't seem, that doesn't say you've fallen from grace. Falling from grace is take is, and that's why Paul was saying, if anybody teach you any other gospel, let him be a curse. Because the burden of your salvation is not on you. The burden of the proof of your salvation is that I got a savior. It's got to be Christ and Christ alone. It can't be you and Christ. I mean, understand what I just said. I'm, the church world don't like this. 
Because they want to make it look like you got some responsibility of your salvation. You don't have no responsibility of your salvation. You and I are the recipient of God's love, of God's forgiveness. Okay? Let me give you, uh, keep going for that for a moment, Case. So, is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? And of the, yeah, of the Gentiles also? Keep going. Seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision how? Through faith. He's talking about your heart chain. Keep going. Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid. We establish the law. Why? Because what is uh, Matthew 5, 17? Christ is what? He didn't do away with the law. He's the fulfillment of the law. So therefore, you and I do not have to try to put ourselves in a place of fulfilling anything because we never would. We couldn't in our best day. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, if we picked up $10,000, $20,000 a day, that does not make us righteous. <laughs> oh, you understand what I'm saying? You are righteous if you gave Zada. You know what Zada is, huh? A zero with the rim knocked off. You're still, you're still righteous. Is that right? But righteous people do what? Righteous people give. Okay? All right. Let me give you this one last verse of scripture in Romans 4 so we can have a, a place that we can pick up here. Notice this in Romans chapter 4. Look at verse 16. This is where we're going to pick it up. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by what? Grace. Why, 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 why is that question made that? Why is that statement made like that? Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace because faith is the only response to grace. There is no other. Remember, you are not justified by the deeds of the law or by what you do outwardly, what you do through action. Your righteous, your righteous act does not declare you righteous. Just like me living in a garage does not make me a car. Right? No, it's what's in the heart. The heart has to be circumcised. So he said, therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. It doesn't make a difference to who. As long as we have this dispensation, notice this every person qualifies for the same right standing with God. Amen? He said, not to that only which is of the law, which is Abraham, you know, because of the descendant. They are descendants of Abraham by law, that they are descendants. But then you and I, through the circumcision, being born of God, we too have partake of Abraham. And that's why he's the father of our faith. Okay? Spiritually speaking, we receive the faith of Abraham how? Because just as Abraham believed God, we believe God. 
And that's why Abraham was made righteous, because he took what God said and believed it. The burden was on God, Brother George, to reveal what was in his hand to get Abraham to act on what his, uh, what was his plan was. Abraham could not perform anything without God leading him every step of the way. You and I cannot perform or do anything unless the Holy Spirit of God is leading us every step of the way. Same method, different way of going about doing it. There were outwards, outwards was is an inward act. Okay? So, therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end of the promise that it may be sure to what? All the seed, not only to that which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Now you know why he's the father of us all. Because he took what God's word said in Genesis 15, 6, and he believed it. Amen? Yeah, so you took what God's word said this morning, and I believe you what? Believed it. Amen. Well, that's all we have for you today. All we